Welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about Dr. Sleep. Yes, the sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, directed by Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan directed it. Mm-hmm. What else has Mike done? Um, he has done Haunting a Fieldhouse. Really? Yeah. Like the original? No, the one on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh, that's that's really cool. <laughs> I love that show. I've never seen the show, but that's you've what never I hear. seen the Haunting of Hill House. I've never seen. It. I've heard. I've seen like trailer. I've never actually watched the show. So, Doctor Sleep, full of the shine, kids, Danny Torrance grown up. Yeah, man, I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited as well. So, <clears throat> with everything that we talked about in The Shining. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like Dr. Sleep does being a direct sequel to The Shining? Um, I think overall, it does hit all the right points. But me personally, it doesn't really feel like a direct sequel until you hit the point where they're going back to the overlook. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You do not think that Dr. Sleep is a direct sequel until well through three quarters of the movie. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't disagree with you more. (laughs) Well, I guess I feel that way because with most sequels, whether or not you've seen the first one, Mm -hmm. just like iconic movies, you kind of know quickly into it, okay, this is a sequel to something else. Yeah. For me, it almost feels like if you haven't watched The Shining, like recently or at all, you're kind of like, okay, well, what is this about? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of horror movies are like that, if you don't know the original. Well, I mean, some of the classics, like, you know, Friday the 13th, you don't necessarily <laughs> have to watch the previous one to understand any of them. Well, yeah, but this is th- these are actually, like, in-depth, like, meaningful movies <laughs> <laughs> Jason does have meaning all right Jason does have meaning but Tons of meaning. <laughs> for me <laughs> I think that you know in Dr. Sleep I mean obviously you have the very similar score mm-hmm. throughout the entire film yeah and you have the Danny and Dick bench scene mm-hmm. as well as obviously Danny Torrance having to deal with the demons still and Dick helping him through his his box trick that he had for his grandfather, correct? Yeah, so I guess my understanding is the spirits at the Overlook, mm-hmm. they attached themselves to Danny? Yeah. And then when he went back home, they were home with him. Yeah, they are sticking with the poor kid. Okay. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of crazy because throughout The Shining, I mean, you don't get too much Dick Howard, but the bits you do, you really don't get to know Dick. No, you don't. At all. So it was kind of cool to see that he stuck around in some kid's life who is the son of the guy that murdered him. Yeah. You know, he could have easily just stayed in his little ghost world and... Stayed nice and warm walking down the beach. <laughs> that is dedication. That's pure dedication. Yeah. And it's it just speaks volumes to who Dick Howard is to the storyline of Do- you know The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And <clears throat> do you think that they do Dick justice oh, in yeah. Doctor Sleep? I definitely do. Yeah. Okay. They so, make him more of a a major character to me because he is. His advice and his direction leads Danny down the path of helping Abra and chasing after the true knots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's definitely later on in the film, but he's throughout the majority of the film yeah. helping. Um, did you feel like the getting to know a little bit of Dick Howard's history, mm-hmm. as in, you know, Danny's dad was abusive and an alcoholic and it sounds like Dick's grandfather Mm -hmm. was someone similar who he had to eventually 
lock away in his box. Yeah. I feel like in the fabric of the movie, that kind of means nothing. But it was good to know. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very crucial point because... (laughs) As you see, as you see with the opening scenes and Dr. Sleep, mm-hmm. Dan is a raging alcoholic who probably left some girl dead on her bed who OD'd. Yeah, but I feel like Dick giving him that box when he was a kid, the box has served their purpose. The fact that Dick's grandfather was abusive, I don't see what that means or why that matters but the box is a good idea yeah yeah the box has obviously worked yeah for numerous years yeah um and letting danny move past that but danny couldn't get past his father yeah well that's a horrific experience to go through especially as a five-year-old yeah i wouldn't know you would carry that i mean i wouldn't either but you would carry that <laughs> for the rest of your life i would assume your father chasing behind you trying to murder you and the fact that you led him astray in a maze and in essence killed him yourself yeah turn him into a popsicle yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's tough it that's is gotta tough. be tough so do you like that dan danny dan torrance mm-hmm. goes down that path do you think it was vital to the storyline I do, because I feel like it takes him down that path of reminiscing about his father, mm-hmm. um, his childhood, his experience at the Overlook, and the years after that. So I feel like, obviously, that experience and the shine itself kind of led him down that path, but a m- much larger part was probably his father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I like that. Um I think he, the drinking subsides the shine. It kind of mutes it. Yeah, so he's drinking a lot, and it just happens his father was also an alcoholic, so it's almost like it runs in the family almost. Yeah. 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 It would. It would seem it's it's the demon that always haunts. Yeah. The Torrance guys. Yeah. How about him randomly showing up in some town? Mm-hmm. With the choo-choo guy. Mm-hmm. A little town. And being rescued by Bill. Um, I feel like that was just... It was meant to happen. Because I don't think it, it explains why he went there. Does it? No. Okay. He just hopped on a train or a bus. Yeah, so he just hopped on the bus. Stopped there. It's probably there. all the money he had. This is the only place he can go. Yeah, that he stole off that woman. <laughs> It was his money because she used it to buy Coke. <laughs> Allegedly. We don't know. We never saw her take his money. No, but it's and a waste. Of that. He might have gave it to her. Yeah, for the Coke. For them both to enjoy. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the reason I brought up Billy, um, right? Billy? Yeah, Billy. That's his name. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that is because I think Billy has the shine. Yeah, for sure. It's a very small bit of shine yeah but part of me wants to think that that's what drew them together yeah and he says how he can read people yeah he's always been a good read of people yeah he's half the shine maybe he didn't know what it was no but that's what it was right there it's the shine for sure and i feel like that ties into plus danny's just coming to that town in general reminds me of when his dad went to the overlook I mean, he could have taken a job literally anywhere else. And I'm not sure if he even mentions how he found about that job. No, it never does. Yeah, so they're just drawn to He this. heard about it in Colorado. Yeah, he's heard about it. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So he's drawn to it. And then that's what goes into the scene where in The Shining is, is Mr. Ullman in the office. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep is Dr. Dalton in the exact same office. The exact same office? Explain. Yeah, so... In Dr. Sleep, the office where Dr. Dalton is talking to Danny, mm-hmm. the paint on the wall is the exact same paint in the office of Mr. Ullman, where Jack had his interview at the Overlook. Oh. Same window spotting, same flag on the desk, same name <clears throat> nameplate. It's the exact same pictures in the background. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, and there's a red book. Yeah. And it's only a notebook in the 
Dr. Sleep, but I think it's meant to, to look exactly yeah. the same now that you've said that. Everything leads back to the Overlook. Yeah, which this movie then shows us later. Yeah. Um, what, what did you, you know, Dan has always said that he turned off the shine, mm-hmm. right? So then you get into this whole, hey, Doc, you left your watch mm-hmm. on a soap dispenser. Mm-hmm. He was shining. Yeah. So he just was like, it's a cool time to use it? Well, I think at that point, he had gone a day or two without drinking. I think it was five days. Oh, well, five days without drinking. So he cleared his mind up some. And that's what also I think, so after after that, Dalton has him in his office. And I feel like I mentioned how I think Mr. Ullman was like the finder of the caretakers. Yeah. For the overlook, I feel like after that interaction with Dalton, he brings him to the exact same office and leads him on a direction to be the um, orderly at yeah. the hospital. Yeah, which is where he becomes Doctor Sleep. Exactly. I feel like so they're they're chosen for whatever reason. They're chosen for these positions, and ultimately just takes them back to the overlook. So while <laughs> while we are watching the movie, you said something very funny to me but interesting you thought that dan and the cat were shining together <laughs> yeah dude because it was it's so weird how the cat can pick up on <laughs> when someone's about to die and danny also knows it too obviously so i feel like so the cat's telling him hey you're about to die let's go the cat sits on the bed danny come touches him talks to him puts him the rest does their part they're shining the cat and Danny are one. <laughs> they're one. <laughs> For all of our cat fans out there, there is a uh, cat shines. So, yeah. if you ever if, been sitting with your cat, and all of a sudden your cat knows, like, "Hey, man, <laughs> this is about to go down." Like, yeah, it is. You are shining with your cat. <laughs> you know, I think the litter box needs to be uh, emptied. Oh, I think they just shined with their cat. There you go. <laughs> So uh, now, now, now we can get into uh, let's let's circle back to to Violet and Rose. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you got because that's the opening scene in the movie, mm-hmm. right? This cute little girl at an RV park with her family goes to the water, sees a nice lady sitting there. Has a magical hat that happens to have her name flowers in her hat, mm-hmm. and then you got how many, how many people showing up in the woods, and she's just like, "Oh, stay calm, little girl. They're my friends." Yeah. So when the first one popped up, I think, okay, well that's a little creepy. That's a little weird. weird. And then you look around, it's like eight of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like perfectly spaced like, out. That kid knew I am fucked. <laughs> I need to get out of here. So I was like, um, I should probably go. <laughs> and the poster that you you then later see, and I think there's a timestamp too. It's 1980, correct? Yeah. So how long after the overlook would that have been? Do you think? Probably a couple of months. A couple of months. Yeah, I don't think it's been too long. Okay. Because I feel like because The Shining came out in 1980. Oh, okay. So I feel like maybe based right around then. Yeah. Okay. They, they didn't just get back. I'm not sure if they were originally from Florida or not. But I know Dick was in Florida. Yeah, Dick was in Florida. Yeah. And he just said they moved to Florida because they hated the snow. They never yeah. wanted to see snow again. Mm. So maybe it was just the fact that it was a warm, yeah, about yeah. as warm as you can get. Yes. Yeah, still not safe there, obviously, but. No, clearly not. It, it was a good attempt. So was she, was Violet stolen in Florida? Why else would that poster have been there? Yeah. So she had to have been stolen pretty nearby. Yeah, I think when it starts, it says Florida, 1980. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they're in the... I feel like Rose probably picked up also on Danny Shine. Well, I don't know, because I think he shut it completely off. You can't shut it all the way off. He was was on the bench talking to Dick. Yeah. And Dick's obviously dead. And yeah, that's the shine. Yeah. 
It's Dan's fault that poor little girl got taken. Yeah, 100% Dan's fault. He's always in the way. He should have started drinking when he was younger. And then he would yeah, have, he could have, he have been good his entire life. drinking at eight, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so but I did know 1980 popping up a couple of times. So, yeah. So, obviously, the initial scene. And then also, Abra. Yeah. Her house address. The number was 1980. What do you think the significance to 1980 is so much? Um, nothing. But just fan service that The Shining came out in 1980. Oh. Yeah, that's really all it is. I respect that. Yeah. That's cool. Plus, it, it's it's super quick. It's like it shows the house, shows the numbers on like the brick mailbox, and it goes away. You never see it again. But yeah. I noticed it. Of course you did. Yeah. You notice every fine <laughs> detail in movies. Um <laughs> Details are my thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got these group of shine suckers mm-hmm. who are on the hunt for kids with a shine. Yeah. Dan, Danny, he doesn't turn Dan till later. Um, turns it off. It would would we would assume after he boxes up the old lady. Yeah. To an extent, because. Later on in the movie, you see the multiple boxes. So, obviously, he's battled other ones later yeah. on. But So, I'm guessing all the ones from the Overlook probably slowly came after him. Yeah. He just locked them all up. Or do you think he went looking for them? He just locked, to get it over with. I think they came to him. Okay. I only see him as the aggressor type. <laughs> at all. So, fast forward okay. to, you know, the movie. Yeah. And you got the same group of shine suckers mm-hmm. that find this little blonde girl in a movie theater. Oh yeah, Snake Bite Andy. Snake Bite Andy, who is able to use the shine a completely different way yeah. than what we've we've previously seen. Yeah, like there are different levels to the shine. Do you think it's levels or just skill sets? Both. Okay. Cause I feel like so Dick had the shine. Danny had the shine. They used it the exact same way, but they were different levels of the strength of it. Yeah. But with Andy, it's a whole different use of it. Yeah. Yeah. She's considered a pusher. But I feel like she uses it for good, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, they manipulate her to be yeah. bad. Which is crazy. But, you know, they find her in the movie theater doing the Predator yeah. thing, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. And then do you think that she... Is it successful on using it against, using it against Crow Daddy? Um, to me, it looked that way. But now I think of it. I, I just think that he knew that Rose was yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, it was just a diversion. Yeah, it was a pu- purely a diversion tactic. Yeah. So then you get, they obviously take her. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to stay young for a while? Yeah, which I feel like, who's going to say no to that? I mean, obviously she utilizes her youth to her favor. Yeah. Even though, you know, obviously traumatic things happened to that poor girl. Yeah. That turned her into Snakebite Andy. But they go out into a beach. She kind of lets her lay in her lap. Mm -hmm. It's about to happen. Mm -hmm. She drinks some Scream. Mm -hmm. I think it was Violet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's excruciatingly painful for her. Yeah, cause I think she mentions that she dies. In a sense. Yeah. She felt like she was dying, and then Rose, I think, says, you did. You did, yeah. I guess the the human form of her. Yeah, they're no longer humans. Is dead. They're shine suckers. And now you just, you never age. As long as you get your steam, you're good. Yeah. Do they have an official title, or are we just going to start calling them shine suckers? Uh, true knots. True knots. True knots, yep. See, that's why I got you here, bud. Yep. Yes, yeah, I think the true knots is because I think uh, Grandpa Flick mentions that what well, the speech he gives while they're doing the whole mm-hmm. ceremony on her, pretty much about them tying themselves to each other. So yeah, tying like a knot. Oh, okay. Dan's all grown up. Mm-hmm. We know for sure that there's true knots out there. Mm-hmm. And then you got 
Abra. Abra starts in the movie as just this adorable little girl mm-hmm. at her birthday party. Yeah. Messing with the magician saying, bro, I can do it better. Even just from the beginning, like she was just such a better kid yeah. than Danny was. Oh she, my gosh. Yeah. She knows she has the ability. Magic. And she uses the ability. Mm-hmm. Rather than hide from it. Or, it's Tony. Yeah, make up an imaginary friend. <laughs> which is the strangest thing. And what do you think connected Abra to Dan? I feel like, like I mentioned before, or you mentioned before, there's like a radius you mm-hmm. can, of people you know who have to shine too. It would seem like it. She probably just put it out there, connected with Dan. That's why she sent that hello message. Yeah, but that he was, responded. That was so random. Yeah. Well, she's a kid too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not she be said like... that she thought Dan was her imaginary friend. Yeah, and you got the whole blackboard that they're able to share their little notes on. Yeah. So they're talking for years on this blackboard back and forth because she used her shine to randomly found Dan. Because she was, was when she used that first hello when she was like the birthday age. Yeah. And then it fast forwards what? Eight, seven, eight years? I think seven, eight years, yeah. I think it was 2011 at first. Then it fast forward like seven, eight years. Yeah. So yeah, eight years then, yeah. Twenty-nine, yeah. Yeah, eight years, yeah. Eight years. Dan has gotten a whole new chip mm-hmm. how do you how do you like that scene when he finally has his or when you get to see his speech I love it because it shows uh, Danny evolving yeah conquering his issues getting past it feels like the whole father thing mm-hmm. and the fact that he mentions Jack about how he wants to there at one point and after five months and everything and before things took a turn. <laughs> That's so such I, a subtle way to yeah. say what happened. So I feel like it was a good moment for him mm-hmm. and for Jack and the memory of Jack. And it helps to see him in a positive light. Yeah. Versus trying to kill him as a kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think going through the process of healing, you have to separate the bad and just try to focus on the good yeah no matter how dramatic yeah you do so now you've got the baseball boy Mm -hmm. right yeah that is a great scene dude you want to talk about so i think i mentioned it on i know we've talked about it Mm -hmm. before but the utilization of good young actors and actresses in horror in particular Mm -hmm. is something that makes or breaks horror films but when it makes it it makes it oh yeah i agree i mean you got two just i mean unfortunately the baseball boy you get to see him hit a baseball walk down the street when he gets killed Mm mm-hmm I know it's brutal, people, but it's this is a horror podcast, all right? <laughs> it is authentic-seeming. I mean, he is just in agony in the way they all just kind of creep around him and are just yeah. purely enjoying that. It's so good. Ugh. So I read somewhere, so the actor, Jacob Tremblay, the child actor. That's him? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So him and his father mm-hmm. are on a set. And so the two of them know how he's going to do the scene. But the adult actors don't know. Oh, really? So, and what they said was the scene goes on a lot longer than that. But a lot of they couldn't use because Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Rose the Hat, uh-huh. couldn't get her lines out. Oh, it was just that brutal? Yeah. Oh, wow. It said she was just like stuck. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was, it was that intense. And that when the scene ended, he hops up. He high fives his dad <laughs> and they go about the next scene. That's, he, he killed it though. Yeah. It just. Yeah. Uh, yeah and know. also, back to the baseball scene. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that Danny Lloyd, who played Danny Torrance, yeah. is in that scene as well. Is he one of the, the, the guys talking? Yeah, he's the only guy talking. Oh, he's the one that talks, yeah. talking about, oh, this yeah. kid can see yeah. into the pictures. That's yeah. him? That's him. No, it's not. That is him. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That is cool. 
That's that's really cool. They, yeah. I love when when movies pay homage I to yeah. the original characters, yeah. and you know that's why Halloween's one of my favorites. Um, but man, in that murder scene mm-hmm. of the baseball boy, yeah, they're not at in close proximity to Abra at all. No, but she feels it. Please help me understand. Yeah, because I feel like the strength of her shine rivals Rose. No, yeah, I mean, I get that. If not more. But. But it goes to the same thing. Like, it's. a. Have they not killed since Violet? Maybe not. Or maybe she had a connection to that boy. Or maybe she knew about it. I don't know. I feel like there's nowhere they haven't killed since 1980. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. Because they, they are very hungry in yeah. this little couple month period yeah, that but we when see. You think about it. 20 years after that, I mean, Abra's not even born yet, still. Yeah. So she doesn't know who they are, never thought about them. But I feel like something triggers her to think about him. Do you think that she's oh, just. Oh, yeah, he has the shine too, obviously. Well, yeah, he yeah. has the shine. But once again, we go back to my homing beacon theory. Yeah. And it shoots it to shit. Because they're nowhere near each other. Yeah, well, her... The, th- strength, the strength of her shine can go... It's like a Doppler. It can I go mean, wider out. Yeah. Do you think she was finally getting control of her shine? And starting to realize how almost it's kind of working as the years grown on? Because like you said, she outsmarts Danny's shine right out the gate with just the magic. Yeah, but then when her parents see her do that... She has to learn how to control it and hone it in. So I feel like she's had control of her shine for quite some time now. She but is. when he gets killed, yeah. she almost feels it. Yeah. Like it's happening to her. Yeah. She wakes up screaming. Okay. But that's just like it's kind of like Dick Dan- and Danny. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> exact same thing. That's it. Mind blown. Yeah. That's when you mentioned the radius. He felt yeah, it. He felt it. Yeah. So her shine is so strong. And the kid's shines are so strong yeah. that they pick up on the brutality of it. Yeah, if it's kid to kid, it's sure super strong. Because I think that maybe they were like super duper hungry and yeah. they maybe went a little more brutal with this yeah, murder. They slaughtered this kid. You know, there was something about that yeah. that awoken that because while all that's happening, she not only hones in on baseball boy mm-hmm. but she smashes red rum into dan torrance's chalkboard yeah and With kicks probably, him off the bed probably scared the shit out of him no he doesn't he get pushed off the bed yeah in the in the force yeah so this girl's got some shine dude she does that's why they want her so bad but i think it's interesting that so crow daddy wants to he, he suggests turning her yeah but rose would never like, have nah, that because rose that. is more powerful yeah and I, I think she likes being the most powerful. I think it has a lot to do with the woman thing, too. That could be it, too. Like, because she's got a significant... Like, all the the men mm-hmm. in that circle, Yeah, the women are pretty irrelevant. I mean, they don't even have lines, I'm pretty I mean, sure. Except Andy. Well, yeah, but she was brought in. I'm talking about, like, the OG. Well, yeah, I don't think... Do they even talk? No. They're just, like, background characters yeah. cooking burgers and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's all they're doing. <laughs> they're just background characters for filler, I guess. Just More here. exciting kills they're later. Just here to cook and clean. <laughs> cook, clean, and suck the souls out of kids. <laughs> um, so, Dan mm-hmm. is like, whoa. Yeah. I don't like this. Starts kind of like writing some questions on the chalkboard, correct? Trying to figure out, like, who is your friend or something yeah, like that. who? Like, baseball boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, thank God for technology, because that little girl goes out on her own in the library. Yeah. And finds out who he is. Yeah. From a missing kid's search. And it's so crazy as she's sitting there, she's reading the thoughts. Of everyone of around the her. kids around her. Yeah. Hell, can we just do a, can they just do a movie on Abra? They should. <laughs> I would sign up. Only if they name it Abracadabra. Oh my God. If they don't, I don't want to see it. <laughs> There's no way her name is Abra. She thinks she has magic. And you don't call it Abracadabra. 
<laughs> you know, throughout the whole movie, I'm like, I think that's why they call her Abra. Yeah, it's got to be. Abracadabra. So, <clears throat> you've got Baseball Boy. Mm-hmm. You've got Red Brum. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, let's go. Let's let, oh, Here we go. At that point, you weren't cool with it tying into The Shining either. We're getting there. Get out of here. We're getting there. Get out. We're not even close. We're only halfway, bro. I mean, going like a little flashback to him on, you know, on his tricycle riding through and the yeah i'm the saying there's on the floor yeah we know we know oh, okay unimpressed clearly guys yeah 100 right. <laughs> impressed <laughs> so all right we got all of the all, all of these things happening the movie's the movie's starting to kick off right sure it's it's completely kind of shifted vibes yeah it's been subtle all mm-hmm. the whole movie now yeah. it's in your face it's here yeah you've got the connection between abra you got the connection with dan you got the connection with rose you got the connection with the baseball boy all right mm-hmm. Shout out to Baseball Boy. Little girl, yeah. Little girl is able to utilize what most kids are able to do now, a computer, yeah, and figure out, okay, this is him. And she kind of flashes back, and that's when she sees, I call him Lonnie, but his name is Fat something. Um, I know you're talking about. can't remember his name. Chunky Dude. Oh, some of the Chunk. No, it's like fat something. No, I think it's like Barry the Chunk. Oh, I think it is something like Somebody, that. Or just call him Lonnie for now. We're yeah, good. we'll just call him Lonnie. You know who he is. Yeah, the Lonnie. connection yeah. with Halloween Kills. <laughs> um, so then she must be able to... How do, how do you think she figures out where Dan lit? She uses the shine beacon to... Find him? There's no way that yeah. that upstairs apartment shed that he's in is <laughs> listed in the mail well if you remember she didn't go to his house no she finds him in public yeah on the bench where he works at so I feel like if your shine is that strong she probably didn't use a computer to get there it's like trying to find the dragon balls she probably just used her mind I know where he's at I know when he works I know where he's at currently she can channel and jump in people's minds and stuff she probably okay he's at work I'm gonna go if I leave it this time I'll catch him at this time. Plus, I don't know how far they are from. They keep like an hour away. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think they are very far from each other. I think they're both in New Hampshire. Yeah, definitely the Northwest. Yeah, or Northeast. <laughs> Northeast. Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> so it <laughs> <laughs> was way off. I was on the other coast. Um, <laughs> so here comes a pivotal scene, guys. We got Abra, the new shine. Okay. The raw power. Okay. You got old boy Dan sobered up, telling people they're dying. Yeah. Right. Whoa, little girl. I don't know about mm. sitting here on a bench with you in today's world. Oh no, it's fine. You're my uncle. Hey, listen. Here's what's going on. This little boy died. I need your help. Immediately shuts her down. Like, Dan nope. does what Dan I'm does. Not best. doing that. Tries to tuck tail and hide. Yeah. Fear. Pure fear. Yeah, the shine is dangerous. Don't ever use it. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> get back on the bus and get the fuck out of here. Just never come back. Yeah, ever. I'm not your uncle. Whoever's chasing you, let it be. And then, you know, who shows up? Dick. My man Dick. Yeah. He shows up and is like, listen, you dumbass. Yeah. If you don't help this girl... All of this has been in vain. Pretty much, dude. Your dad killed me. You owe me. Yeah, I'm pulling. I'm yeah. pulling that card. I'm pulling finally. the card right now. After 40 years, you owe me. <laughs> help her out. <laughs> I got brutally murdered, yeah. and you're not gonna go help this little girl catch some soul suckers. Thanks, you. This is my last time visiting you too. So uh, don't let me down. Figure your shit out. Yeah. Nobody cares about that chip in your pocket. Go help something he's real. You're like, oh fuck. Okay, I'll go help. All right. So we got the help. Mm-hmm. Dan just gets up, goes downstairs, knock, knock, knock. Hey, buddy, you're not going to believe anything I'm about to tell you, but you my ride or die. You're going to ride and die. That's true friendship. Broship at its finest. The fact that he drove to Iowa. Yeah. They do a lot of driving in this movie, by the way. Hey, in a, a lot what? Of in a what? Early 2000s Toyota Camry, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Toyota Camry. Shout out to Camry's, baby. 
So and what's what's so crazy to me that he is like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, let me just sit in the passenger seat and sleep. Can you imagine? So they're driving there. You tell them, hey man, <laughs> so we're going to Iowa. We're going to dig up a dead kid. Okay, there's a chick telling me you can't see her. Not a chick, a little girl, there's a <laughs> little child telling me there's a dead kid somewhere else. We're driving all the way there. We're going to dig this kid up, and then at that point, we're going to do what? So my thinking is, I think I'm a good friend. Yeah. Like overall. Yeah, I agree. In that situation, mm -mm. I'm like, all right, just let me just look at the facts real quick. You show up on a bus. You're an alcoholic. Yeah. You've obviously had a rough past. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> you 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 want me to drive to Iowa with you? Because some magical little connection mm -hmm. with people mm -hmm. told you that this little kid got murdered. I'm going to hop in the car and roll with you. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Yeah. I'm like, I found a serial killer. <laughs> he kills kids. And they're buried in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Something about a baseball glove. <laughs> I, I really like to think I'm a good friend, but in that instance, I'm, I'm snitching. Yeah, that's insane. And, and my initial thought was, so, so they got there. They dig the kid up, and then do they call the police? No, do, do they just bury him? Okay, we found, we know he's here. No, so, no let's go. So it's like, uh, it's the the to me that kind of awkward hunting story. Yeah, man, I shot this deer. It, it yeah. ran. It hid. Five days later, I found it. Yeah, that's and, the exact same smell. And all I asked was, can you smell that? <laughs> just dude, doesn't it stink? Just, just, just say yes. Let's continue on. So you got that waste of five minutes of film. Yeah, like, dude, where's this going? <laughs> but it weirdly connects it because then Dan knows that he has hunting rifles, which they then use later. Yeah. But in my mind, <laughs> I, I just see Danny asking him that. Billy's standing and saying, this smells nothing like that. Yeah, what do you? No. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. Who, who killed this kid? <laughs> so, <laughs> Did you kill this kid? <laughs> they, they, all right. Then, like you said, they're digging up this kid's body. Yeah. They both, you know, he pukes DNA everywhere, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I've watched some CSI Miami in my day. So they're touching it without gloves. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're puking everywhere, yeah. leaving hair follicles, and just doing the worst possible yeah. excavating of a yeah. body. These two random guys from New Hampshire <laughs> came all the way out to Iowa. To dig this kid up, leave him shown, vomit all over the place. It's just everywhere. Dude. What is this? So they find the glove, which was the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. I kind of wish they could have dug and just found the glove. But yeah. They hit a finger. Yeah. And they see a face okay. and a foot. Right. There's the foot. Touching all over. There's some hands. There's a face. So yeah, needless to say, they leave an act of crime immediately <laughs> behind, letting no law enforcement know. <laughs> But it's, it's kind of funny because uh, part of Abber's reasoning for doing this is a proper burial yeah. for the kid. So I guess that's kind of like just in the, the yeah, background. Like that. You know, maybe the cops showed up. You know, yeah. Anonymous call came through. Yeah, well, yeah. we can't risk this guy. We got to we gotta get out of here. <laughs> so then, but, and what sucks, though, is that Billy went through all that to get these guns. They have this elaborate plan. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was going to talk to you about next. So, they go to back to her house. Mm -hmm. They no. When did she tell the dad? Is that? I think that's prior to. Either way, whichever way. So she shows the dad what happens mm -hmm. by using her other new shine ability. <laughs> which is you can projecting just, I pain. Can just, yeah, just look at you the wrong way, and you know everything that happened to someone else. Yeah, and like feel it because it like it, it physically her harmed yeah. them. So then they're like, "All right, guys, let's check this out. I got this plan. All right, we're gonna go in the woods. They're gonna follow us. We're gonna flank them, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna somehow create a whole new shine ability." So you got the teddy bear trick. Yeah, that bro. Was, I've never seen that a day in my life. That was movies. insane. So you got everybody's walking up. You got um, snake bite Andy. Yeah. Hey, you she, know, go she, to sleep. Go to sleep. She had her hands on her. So you obviously feel 
human-esque. Yeah. So that means that, that she was able to get in the minds of all of them at the same time and convince them that what they're seeing and feeling is her. It's a teddy bunny. And if, if that is the case, you could have just killed them. I feel like without risking the lives. Yeah, you could have done a, a snake bite Andy. Yeah. You could have done a snake bite Andy. You're yeah. all going to shoot each other. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Now we're done. Let's go home. Yeah. Nope. Here we go. We got we got Dan, who I've never seen use a gun before, popping suckers off. Pew, yeah. Pew. I don't know what he's been doing the last 40 years, but <laughs> clearly a lot of shooting. Hey, Ewan McGregor's good at everything he touches. <laughs> so you got this beautiful plan executed, I'd say, 99% correctly. Yeah. Until what? Until, unfortunately. The saddest part of the freaking movie. Billy is not good with taking directions. He's hellbent on... He he saw what they did to that kid. Okay. So he is he's he's beyond logic. He's like, you're dead, and I'm gonna be the one that looks in your eyes when I kill you. Yeah, Little he, does he know. Yeah, you shot her in the neck. Let her bleed out. Man. She'll be let her bleed out from a distance. Cover your ears. She she's gonna die. Walk away. Yeah. But nope, she sneaks out a nice little line and kill yourself. And with <laughs> without hesitation, the director just. Just Kurt Cobain. That is the Just. end of Billy, unfortunately. Dude, and no, so you have this <laughs> this character buildup that's happened throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. This friendship, mm-hmm. beautiful, obviously. Yeah. There's that word. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, he looks sad and all, but I guess from his traumatic past, he's just like, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, we got we got stuff to do. Yeah. He came with a purpose. He did. And then you... Oh. Dang, yeah. She's not there. Yeah, she's at home. She's at home. Her dad murdered. How? He got stabbed in the chest. Michael Myers style, baby. Butcher knife to the chest, baby. I mean, well, if it was... We will discuss that another time. (laughs) So, yeah. We got the the beautiful play outplayed with a loss. That's like almost like you may have won the battle, but I won the war type moment. Well, I feel like all he did was just go to their house. The dad probably turned. He was quicker. He stabbed him. And Abra's so in the zone. I feel like at that point, she's done, though. Well, everyone's being killed. You need to snap off it and carry on with the plan. She's still, still sitting there meditating, doing what she has to do. She's trying to console Dan. Dan will be fine. Mm, I don't know. You got to worry about him. Dan left a woman and a baby to die. Hey, she didn't know that. I'm sure she did know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, with the magical shine. She, yeah. she knows all. She does. Um, so Except yeah. how to save her dad. And, and then you talk about the connection. So that whole time that that, that team has taken L's, mm-hmm. Rosie's feeling every bit of it. Yeah, she's getting fucked up. But... Why is it just her? I mean, she's like physically yeah. in pain. Where everybody else is just like, oh no, my homie died. Her shine is so strong. I guess. Yeah, she just feels like, damn. So they obviously had a, a good play in mind. Because they kept sure. Rose out of it. Mm-hmm. They knew that Crow Daddy was going to be doing the sneak sneak to the yeah. house. The lead henchman. Because their shine is able to work in a way of a homing beacon. Yeah. But that means they still sent their homies out there to die. Yeah. It's war. Yeah. There are casualties in war. I guess so. Except for the leader, Rose. Yeah, she's just like, I'm staying clear. Yeah. You guys figure it out. If you can't, I'll see what I can do. So now we got the van scene. Were you a fan of that scene? No. Why not? Because none of it made sense. It all made sense. No, it didn't. How did it not make sense? Because Dan's shine is not that strong. Yeah, but hers is. But she's drugged. Okay, here we go. So her shine, undrugged, is strong as fuck. Yeah. So you think with her drug, her shine is about the... Her half shine is Danny's max shine. Yeah. So you combine the two, one or twins unite, and then next thing you know, he's able to... Get himself into her. Okay. Not into her, you know what I mean? (laughs) 
In her mind, guys. In her mind. <laughs> it's just because you corrected it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, now that you said that, that's cool. But when I'm watching it, it's like <clears throat> she she doesn't have her power right now. The way the movie, sh- like the way this the scene plays out, is it's Dan figuring that he's stronger, and he realizes that I can use the shine in a different way, almost like the teddy bear theory. Or not theory, the teddy bear plan. Mm-hmm. You then have it human possession okay. with the shine, which we have not seen. Mm-hmm. A full possession we have not seen. Not yet. No, yeah, not yet. We haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, we have seen it. Who possessed who? It wasn't fully. Exactly. But in two spots, the spot where Rose is at the grocery store. Her hand in the back, she touches Amber's head. Yeah. So that's one. It's like one-tenth possession. I'll take it. And then the other part is where <laughs> when Amber has the trap set up, and when she roses in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. So they're able to jump from mind to mind. We just didn't see it completely play out like it did with her and Dan. Yeah, but it was, like I said, full possession, whereas Dan is... The, the little girl is Dan and Dan is the little girl I think they're both in there at the same time she's like she's not there yeah they're both there yeah. Yeah. that's a stretch I mean the entire concept is a stretch but you have, like... you have a you have a what 16 year old 14 13 year old girl yeah talking about being hungover which, yeah. yes, I get that. There's definitely been some 13-year-olds that have drank. Yeah, there have been. But she's not one of them. Yeah, so, so that's good old Uncle Dan talking. Uncle Dan came through and is smartly, you know, looking around. Oh, that's where we are, New York. Mm, cool. Oh, you don't want to shoot the prize possession, do you? Right? He's playing them. Yeah, so, so which gives him time to know where she's at. So when she gets out the van, he doesn't. Drive and go get her. Yeah, drive and go get her. Smart, yeah. beautiful plan. Then you got the, oh, you're you're basically more, you know, immortal. That's why you ain't wearing a seatbelt, sucker. Yeah. Explain how then he able to shift the steering wheel. Does he miniaturely possess Crow Daddy, or is it like the Force? <clears throat> All right. So now, the concept of moving things with your mind is never discussed that I'm aware of. Other than the forks and knives and spoons. Boom. Which means... Abra's still awake. Because... uh, Dan can't do that. But Abra can. She can move things. So it's the two of them working together. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. (laughs) They're working together, guys. I'll give you that one. So then, yeah. They... Use the force <laughs> to, <laughs> Use the <laughs> to drive the van into a perfectly placed tree yeah. that only hurts him because he's unbuckled. It already showed that she was double buckled in the middle seat. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when she first wakes up, she looks down at her belly and it's got two seat belts. And he's oh, like, okay. he reaches for the gun and goes, don't even try it. Mm, okay. So they were using it as a restraint to keep her where it was actually the thing that saved her life. Well, that's why you wear your seatbelt. You should always wear your seatbelt. Always should. You always. Never know. Yeah. So he dies. And how badass pain, is it? Oh my death. gosh. But how badass is it that this little girl has gotten a pretty bad traffic collision? Mm. She gets out, walks over there, and wants to watch him die. That is pretty intense. She's a badass little girl. Yeah, they killed her dad. She ain't. Did she know? Because she got put right to sleep. She was still in full meditation. Yeah, she does. Remember? Because Crowday told her after driving. Oh, yeah. 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 You're right. yeah. Sorry about your dad or something. Like yeah. That. So she knows her dad's dead. And not to mention the brutality of the baseball boy. Yeah. Once again, shout out to baseball boy. Yeah. Tough loss. Pivotal five minute character. Tough loss. All right, so, Jake. I'm going to let you take this one. All right. So now we are finally transitioning into the sequel to The Shining. <laughs> The whole movie has been the sequel. We are on our way back to the Overlook. Mm-hmm. And this rhythm really picks up. Because you see, they get there. Danny's whole plan is so we're going to go in. I'm going to wake the building up because they know me, you know, coming back home. 
and we're gonna lure Rose ahead in here and just pretty much unleash the hotel upon her. Yeah. Then you got <clears throat> you got the uh, look where you're standing. You don't even know where you're standing. Scene where it's it's so cool that they utilize the same pivotal parts of the hotel. Eh. Whatever, dude. It is. Most people will agree with me on that. I mean, it, it's too much fan service. You Dude. need fan service in a sequel that was how many years later? No, well, obviously, if you're watching Doctor Sleep, you're a fan of The Shining. Not necessarily, because like a... Who's I, watching Doctor Sleep with no context? I did. You've seen The Shining before, right? I mean, I had, but All I didn't right, put then. two and two together when I went to see Impossible. Doctor Sleep. Impossible. I didn't. How? Because I wasn't watching the previews. You're a super fan. I am, but as soon as you start watching the movie, yes, as soon as you start and, and, watching and you the movie, it, it sprinkles in stuff from The Shining, blah blah blah, fan yeah. service, fan service. You'd need fan service in a sequel. No, you don't. Not too much fan service. It's not too much. I mean, that's a problem with Halloween Kills, but you know. <laughs> too much fan service. <laughs> <laughs> so you got them at two to one. Mm-hmm. So we think. Mm-hmm. And they do the the maze again. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's too much though, right? I'm with you. Okay. But then again, hear me out. Okay. It's all that Danny Torrance knows. Why the hell else would he use other parts of this? He would only go to places that he's familiar with because he wants the advantage. You call it fan service, I call it strategy. It could be both. But. Yes. And not even just the characters, but just going through and him and Rose having to fight up the stairs, the same stairs that Jack and Wendy. Like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, we get it. it. It's the shining. Yeah. Again, we no, understand. No, it's not. Move it along. Because this time the female kicks ass. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Whether it's the villain or not, well, she know, tunes up Danny. Those torrents aren't good with weapons. No, <laughs> it runs in the family. If you're yielding yeah. a weapon as a torrent, you're going to yeah. get your butt kicked. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so then you got the amazing... So the... The axe, right? You're a big axe fan, Love as it. we all know. Dan's use of the axe, two out of ten. Yeah, at least. Right. So obviously, Rose just shotgun some shine yeah. and is on roid rage right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she stops the blow. Yeah. Right. With like almost catches it gets her good. Yeah. But you already see that she could heal herself because yeah. she healed her hand. Yeah. She pretty much just took it and just laid it into her shoulder. But it, it, it goes in. Yeah. And she uses it and just takes it out of his hands. <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> Pops him, gets him in the leg, yeets him down the stairs. Yeah. She'll like Jack back in the day. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then finger blasting the injury hole, man. Yeah. It is squirting all over the place. <laughs> all right. It is pretty intense. It's, it's intense. Yeah, it is. And you got her... Drinking the shine from Dan. Yeah. Just sucking all his steam up. Sucking it all out. Yeah. And then says that stupid line <laughs> where she's like, it tastes like whiskey. But at that point, he hasn't had a drink in how long? That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. Stupid. Yeah, that makes no sense. Unless this is like deep down steam from the Overlook days. I just think that he, she means she hasn't had aged steam in so long that it's like a, a you know, whiskey barrel yeah. Yeah, aged I mean, whatever it, it's dummy the way but yeah <clears throat> so then the unleashment of all hell okay so how did you feel about that the him being able to haha gotcha yeah unlock all these boxes oh you were a fan of that yeah why okay I can tell by your face right yeah. now that you're not a fan yeah at all <clears throat> Well, the boxes were there for a reason. It's been built up throughout this entire film and that they're not just one-way boxes. There's a key. That's why Dick told him to familiarize himself with it inside and out. Smell it. Know it. So he knew that he could unleash them. There's no way he didn't. So Was that his plan for 30-something no. years? Obviously you... not because he didn't know the suckers were out there. Why don't you just lock them up and throw away the key? 
Uh, so he can never get out. Because then he would have died right then and there. How? She would have killed him. Rose would have won easily, hands down. Uh, possibility. No, not a possibility fact. You don't think Abra would have came to help out? No. Oh, why? She was gone. She was still in the house or the hotel. Yeah, but she's running around. Doing what? I, honestly, I don't know. She doesn't know either. Just running she's around. She's just like, do, 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 place do, she's do, never do. been before. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you go explore a hotel like that? I, mean, that I definitely would not do that at all. <laughs> I would I'd not. be all over that place. I'd be glued to Danny's hip <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> but he did tell her to run. And if I look back and saw the adult getting tuned up, I'm running. To Danny, man up, let's go. Yeah, but he's not. You drove me to Colorado. Drove me to Colorado to get beat up by a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just here. Don't yeah. like that. I mean, you know, he unleashes the ghosts and they, they like go under her skin to torture her. Yeah, you get, so that way they get that taste. Yeah, you, got, you guys get all the fan service you need. All the main what was characters. That from? All the main characters you remember from The Shining are in that scene. Well, yeah. All the fan service you need. You know who's not? Who? Jack. We already saw Jack. Yeah, I mean, we saw Jack, but he's not in that scene. Well, so my question is, those spears, are they versions of true knots as well? Because it looks like they're same. Yes, they are. So they're true knots. Yeah. Jack is not a true knot. Mm-mm. What's Jack? Just a ghost? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's weird. Yeah. He never got a taste of the steam. Huh. Everybody I, else did. Okay. That's what it seems like. It I mean, that's my... Like theory on them i mean that makes sense so they get her she turns into nothing but steam oh so my question would be so when they you know turn on to danny after she turned into yeah they like just something weird to his face to make his eye change colors is that is it the hotel possessing him or is it jack possessing him it's the hotel not jack at all I mean, obviously, there's a Jack connection to the hotel, but it's the hotel. I think it's Jack. Okay. He had the same clothes. He has the axe. He has the limp. Yeah. That's Jack Torrance all over you. Yeah. And, and he saw Jack downstairs as Lloyd. Yeah. Maybe Jack, you know, got up in there. What was up with the eye, though? Well, the is eye, that a tie-in that I missed? Yeah. So, the eye is... A sign of possession because if you noticed when they first start putting their hands onto Rose mm-hmm. and they turn towards Danny, mm-hmm. their eyes are all like that. Yeah, but they're they've consumed the shine. We saw that throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But so when they touch him, they're like possessed like they're they're roided up on the steam right now, so they touch Danny. And half of it gets into him. So he's half possessed with so one eye. So is he like half of a true, what are they called? True knot? Yeah. No. <laughs> not at all. He's not at all true knot. So it's just possession. Yeah, I feel like if that axe, when he tries to kill Abra, if he had hit her with the axe, he would have just killed her. Okay, so let's go to that scene. He wouldn't have sucked up anything. He would have just killed yeah. her. That scene. By his dad. Yeah. So do you think that it's her overpowering him, or do you think that it's him overpowering the demons I think it's him overpowering the demons I do too we but, agree finally <laughs> but I feel like she went out on a limb she trusted that yeah. Dan would come through because he's been letting us down yeah. for a while now she probably thought one I can get through to Danny bring him out mm-hmm. and two he's not good with an axe anyway so if yeah. I miss if he does swing at me I'll take my chances how did she know that he went to the boiler room it was shine. never talked about. I feel like the only way to explain things that you don't really know is just the shine. <laughs> just the shine. I yeah. hate that that's your cop out this yeah. whole time. Yeah, the shine, the shine, the shine. All right. So let's get to it. Let's okay. get into this real quick. Okay. How do you feel about the end of the movie? Um. Let's see. End of the movie. We're back at Amber's house. Dan's there. Rewind a little bit. The the last part in the hotel. What Dan has to do. What go down to the uh, the boiler, the mm-hmm. boiler and do what? 
Well, it's already on. Yeah, but what's he got to do? Not turn it off. And? Die. Uh-huh. Yeah, that That was his point. That was his destiny. The That's why he says, this is where I'm supposed to be. Early, he's talking to Abra. She's like, hey, let's go. We can both leave. He's like, no. You run. I'm where I'm supposed to be. He knew what was going on. Okay. So go ahead. He knew. End of the movie. The movie ended exactly how it should have ended. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Danny dying. Because the Torrance man and the Overlook, hey man, you're fucked. It, it's your destiny. It is what it is. So when they're back at Amber's house, and he's now obviously the new Dick Halloran, um, that's pretty good. I enjoyed that. Now, the one thing that may or may not make sense to some people is the fact that the lady in the bathtub is still around. Bro, that is the dumbest shit they could have done no because when you think about it when when go. Danny has a kid and Wendy left the overlook hotel hadn't been destroyed they took her with them hotel still standing I mean it probably is still standing it's, I doubt I doubt that fire worked out that entire hotel bro it did I it consumed the entire hotel quickly I saw a couple of rooms on fire I didn't see the entire thing burn, the whole thing was burning down up. to the ground it was the boiler I think it's okay. Dude, that was the dumbest way they could have ended it. Oh, well, even if the fact that Danny had to have the boxes to unlock the ghosts in, the ghosts aren't confined to the Overlook because they're a ghost. <laughs> yeah, but the whole, this whole time they've been trapped in the, the Overlook. They, they, it's all tied to the Overlook. Everything's tied to the Overlook. Yeah. So you're saying you finally get there. You finally destroy it. You Boom. finally do what was supposed to be done. Yeah. And it's not. That is correct, yes. You're okay with that. You like this revolving door that so many horror movies do. It irritates the shit out of me. Just fuck, Just fucking end it. We don't need this, 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 oh, but it's, it's how it started with Danny. Well, it's, that's stupid. That's just how horror movies go. They never just uh, end it. If they did, after Halloween 2, they would have stopped. Uh, but they made the catastrophe of Halloween 3, but. Don't even, don't even, <laughs> all right? Don't even talk about the best horror franchise of well, all time. how would you have ended them? Everything the same, no stupid lady in the tub. That's it? Yep. Completely fine with that. Mm, even why though? Because I hate the revolving door. I hate. I like conclusion. Movies to me get ruined by endings, and we'll dive into this a lot more on other episodes. Well, the this sh- movie was not ruined by its ending. Don't get me wrong. Okay, good. But it. It. I hate. I hate that they do this. It's. It's never done. Just come on, people. Yeah, that's how The Shining ended. Yeah, but The Shining, we we now have a sequel. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Are we gonna have, are we gonna have a third one? If we need one, what happens when third ones happen? You just said it earlier. Amen. It doesn't go the best route unless we're referring to Friday Thirteenth Part Three. No, stop it. That's a that gem. Is, that is yes. not it. That is gem. not it. That is not it. <laughs> and Part Three gets his mask. Oh my gosh! But I feel like ending it that way with the lady in the bathtub. It's a little more fan service to you. But. Oh, there we go. I mean, but it wasn't the worst ending. It's not, it's not the worst ending. Yeah. All right. What's your overall rating? On a scale from one to ten. Yep. It's a nine and a half. Nine and a half? Nine and a half, yeah. All right, sweet. I, I come in at eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yep. Is it because of the ending? Uh, the ending's a big part of it, and then also some of the, the, the just unexplainable shine stuff that just is allowed to happen. Yeah, but... Because it's the shine. Yeah, I know, but that exactly. That's yeah. why it's an eight and a half for me. <laughs> you can't explain the shine. But you, if you have a two-hour and almost forty-minute movie mm-hmm. about the shine, just dive, just dive, just dive in a little. Dick well, could have came in and been like, "All right, here, here, we can do this, this, and this." Yeah, which I've is, been doing it for years. You no, know, which is why I said, you know, it's not really a sequel until they get back to the overlook. But yeah, sure, it's a sequel the whole time. It hints at it. Anything else you want to add about Doctor Sleep? Um, no, I feel like. You summed it all up. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was. <laughs> this was a very fun episode because we finally got to, to uh, disagree on some stuff. Yeah. I thought the good thing, I will say this. 
about the about Doctor Sleep is it gives you more like more characters. Yes. So more things to attach yourself to versus the Shining. Yeah, I mean the Shining <clears throat> not to not to short short you know, not to say the shining was bad or, or anything because it not. obviously withholds yeah. the true test of time. Yeah. But it is a lot easier to, to rewatch Dr. Sleep multiple times. Yeah. Because there's there's so many things that we probably didn't even pick on when we just watched it. True. Um, but yeah. That was uh that was fun, guys. Yeah. Please right. let us know what you guys think. Yeah, give any test uh comments, feedback, you know. Anything that you observed while you watched it that you think we missed, anything we were wrong about, let us know. Yeah, like, subscribe, follow along. Um, on our Instagram, J Squared Horror, Horror Podcast. That's hard to say now. <clears throat> uh, we do have a link tree. It has all of our viewing platforms. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Anchor. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're, we're everywhere. We're trying. We're trying to get everywhere. Um, we have been getting some more fan mail in. Mm-hmm. Um Spike? Spike Durden. Spike Durden. Um, he wants us to do what? 1984's The Beatlator. I'm excited. That's going to be coming up here soon. Thank you so much for reaching out. You guys uh, let us know what you guys want us to do, and we will. Thank you for listening and listening along. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. Thank you for listening to the J-Square Horror Podcast. <laughs>